All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week, all the way from uh, Washington, from Auburn, Washington. I don't even know where that is, uh, but I know it's nowhere near Sydney, Australia. Uh, she's a personal trainer, a qualified personal trainer. Now she focuses more on the habit coaching side of things, which really interests me because, and I'm sure for a lot of listeners as well, uh, it's great if we can help someone technically with their exercises, but that's only going to take them so far if they've got a goal to lose weight or increase performance and they're not changing their habits. So can't wait to get into it. It's the one and only Janelle. I'm not going to try that surname. I should have asked you beforehand. It's Janelle. <laughs> Janelle, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. All good. How do you pronounce it? What's the surname? It's Trujillo. Trujillo. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Great. Yeah, great. There, there, there we, yeah, there we go. All right. Well, let's dive into it, Janelle. Maybe let's start what you're doing at the moment, and then okay. we'll go into a bit of background and share how you got into it. So you're a sure. habit coach. What do you, what do you, what's yes. your, awesome. so I'm a health habit coach. So I'm a certified um, health coach. Um, and you know, I'll kind of take you back to a little bit of the journey of how I got there. Um, mm. I think you want to talk about that anyway, and it's I'd just a great to. intro. Um, so I started off, I got my degree in kinesiology. I had the path of, okay, once I get my degree, I'm going to go into physical therapy, you know, mm. but I discovered during that time, I didn't want to just be confined with what insurance would here in, in America. It's basically what insurance will cover is basically yeah. how long you see your patient client. And I really knew I could do a lot more if I had just more time. So started personal training. Um, and then I started managing teams of trainers up to 30 uh, trainers at a time, teaching them all the modalities of. Whoa, let's, let's go, let's go, well, let's go back. Cause I feel there's even a, a bit of a story there. Okay. So got your personal training certification, got a job in the gym. It sounds like a big box gym kind of thing. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Big box gym. Interesting yeah. enough. I went for a personal trainer interview yeah. And the, um, the girl who was training me said, you are way overqualified. Yeah. Well, you know, most, most trainers, they get their certification. They start off. I already had at least four years of, um, basically being a physical therapy tech working in the clinics Yeah. plus having my degree in kinesiology. So she said, you're way overqualified. I'm actually stepping down. Do you want my position? Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that was kind of my in. Um, so that I started, uh, training trainers, I, yep. you know, already had a huge background in all the assessments that we had to do, um, how to create a really, um, in-depth, um, I guess training session for the clients itself, mm. but also it helped me kind of hone in when you teach people, you get better at your craft. Yeah, 100%. So it, re it really did help me just to become a really, um, really good trainer, um, yep. looking at, I had a really good background in post rehab. So people with injuries, mm -hmm. so that really did help as well. So I did that for gosh, 12 years. 
Um, and then, well, yeah. So you you started when you were. I started um, when five? I started. Is that because you look about <laughs> yes. you look about seventeen now? So thank you, thank you. I've actually been doing this for twenty two years, going on twenty three. Wow. Yeah, it's been okay. it's been quite the journey. Um, but yeah, so at that at that point, I decided that I wanted to step down from management. The politics just got a little too crazy, and so I said, you know what? I think I can. I think I can actually make more money if I just train. So mm -hmm. I went back and, and did what I first loved and did really well. And then this was, you're, you're saying, when you say you're going back, just training people like one-on-one -on -one I wasn't at managing. A gym? Yeah. Mm -hmm. at, a at a gym. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. I'm with you. you know, and it, so it was all personal training. Yeah. I did find that I'm, I'm sure so many trainers can, can relate to this is you start your session and then it turns in a little bit, half therapy, half yeah, exercise. 100%. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I really just started to create these really strong connections with my clients, just helping them through just different um, areas of their life and really not at the time realizing it, but really helping them with their habits. Mm. Um, so then fast forward to, well, not really fast forward at this time, it was 2020 and we all mm. know what happened then. Yep. So what, not a, not a good time to be a face-to-face -face trainer in 2020. Right. So yeah. It was so interesting. So this is where everything kind of shift yeah. shifted for me. So I moved to Washington from Albuquerque, New Mexico at the time. So okay. I'm, so the day we land, I landed in Washington, everything shut down. Yeah. So okay. I was like, all right, here we go. So yep. the very next day I said, okay, I'm going to get on Instagram and Facebook live for one hour and do a workout on that platform. So I did this for three months. So I'm doing two workouts a day, back yep. to back on this platform. I have about 5,000, not a lot, because I didn't really work on social media yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. So accumulately, I, I had about 5,000 followers. Yep. Interesting enough, I only had about 10 people who were doing these workouts. Yeah. And I thought, this is very strange, because mm. the last two decades, I thought the main reason people couldn't adhere to working mm. out was for two reasons, time and yeah. money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had more time and yeah. I was giving it away for free. Yeah. So I took a step back. I stopped doing the videos and I said, I, I need to figure this out. I said, what, it, what are people doing now then? If they have more time, what are they doing? Mm. So I started to ask my friends and I asked my family and I looked around Grubhub, yep. ordering in, yep. Netflix, yep. and drinking more. Mm. So then I asked myself, why? Why are people doing this? Then I really started understanding because I started studying what a habit is. Mm. How do we create them? How do we reshape them? And what are they used for? One of the main reasons that people uh, form habits is to reduce stress in our environment. Because our brain says this, our brain says, I don't like where I'm at. I don't like the state that I'm in. And in that state, there was a lot of uncertainty and stress. So your brain doesn't say, oh, remember 15 years ago when you did that one exercise and you felt good? No, it says, when's the last time I felt good? Oh, when I ate that chocolate cake. Mm. Let me go do that again. Because that, that increases the serotonin, the dopamine in my brain. So your brain says, I want to feel better. Your body says, I want to feel better. It doesn't say, is that choice healthy or unhealthy? Mm. It just wants to feel better in the moment. 
So once I discovered that, I said, we got to do better. We got to figure out how we help our clients, not just do another squat, mm. not just how to do a proper lunge. We can yeah. do that. I'm, I'm sure probably everyone in listening to this can do this in their sleep. Mm. How do we break things down further and ask them, well, you didn't get good sleep last night. You're tired. So what did you do an hour before you went to bed? Mm. They've created a bedtime routine. So now you have to start identifying is that bedtime routine, allowing them to get the proper sleep. People go through routines. They go through habits without thinking about it. A habit is literally a subconscious decision that goes into an action without you thinking about it. Mm. So the other reason that we create habits is for, so we can do multitask, you know, we can multitask things safely and effectively. The best example I can give of this is when some have, if you've ever driven home mm. and you get home and you think to yourself, I don't remember that stop sign that I always have to stop at. Oh, I yeah. don't re- right? I'll go one, I'll go one, I'll go one further, Janelle. Well, I've got where, where I live, it's kind of like a, a road where you can go either straight or right. And the gym is right. Everything else is pretty much straight. The amount of times I just end up at the gym, I'm going to my yeah. friend's place and I'm just on the way to the gym and I'm just like, oh man. You, you did it. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So we have these patterns because we're thinking about something else. We're yep. driving. We've got all these different things going on and your yep. brain is automatically, I'm, I'm, cust- I'm accustomed yep. to this. Yep. This is the same for every habit that we form. It's we create these patterns. And the problem that... I feel like majority of our clients have, and we even have these, I was my first client when yeah. I, when I figured out, okay, this habit thing is really important. I broke down all my habits and I started with my first hour of the day. What do I do the first hour? How yeah. is this affecting me? And I just kept going on and on. So I was the same, the pandemic did the same thing to me as it did to everybody else. I was drinking a glass of wine while I was making dinner. I was drinking another glass of wine for dinner, but I never drank during the week. Mm. So once I discovered that the habits that we do on a daily basis really are the catalyst to our future and our health, I had to go back and start identifying what those things are. So that is really where my, my coaching, my career completely changed. I still give people customized workouts because I love doing it and you know, it's fun. I give them nutrition coaching, but really under get, allowing your clients to understand the formula to identify their habits, but also how to reshape those habits for, this is the key, consistent, sustainable mm-hmm. results, mm-hmm. right? So I have some numbers for you that I'm sure some, some yeah, of you guys know I'm numbers, excited. ready? Okay. So the diet industry. Yeah. right? Diet products. Um, here in America, it's about a 72, $72 billion. Wow. $72 billion. The overweight and obesity numbers are at 74%. So 74% of Americans are overweight. 42% wow. of that number are obese. Wow. So what that tells me is people are spending money to lose weight, yeah. but they're not losing weight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to deny that the diet product, the supplement companies isn't a lucrative way to make money, mm-hmm. but is it actually helping the problem? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Mm. So I feel like, I mean, if I can scream to the rooftops to every single trainer out there, we need to understand how important habit reshaping is in our client's life, in our own life, and start asking ourselves the question, are there, is there a better way? Mm. Love it. All right. Let's even dive into this a little bit. I kind of got two pathways I want to go here. Let me know which one, or if you can even put them together, it'll be great. Let us know how that pivot kind of occurred. So it's like, right, you know, you were running these group programs or online group programs and you were like, hold on, I've got to change people's habits. How did that kind of look like? How did you, you change your business Good. model? How did you get clients that day? But also simultaneously, um, the learning side of things. Did you just kind of go off your own knowledge and it's like, right, this is working for me. I'm going to share it. Or I think you mentioned you went and, and got a certification. Was that that sort of, also both of those, the yeah, how'd you learn sure. this stuff? And also what does it actually look like in practice? So I really started just diving into every single habit book I could find. Yeah. So Atomic Habits by James yep. Clear, Great excellent. Um, the Power of Habits, um, and then Tiny Habits. Those are three pretty mainstream ones. The yep. thing that once you start reading these books, it's the same science. It's yeah. behavioral science, right? Yeah. So nothing really changes. It's just maybe a different graph, a different arrow. Yeah. Different really spin on it, different example, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. But the the concepts, the tools are all the same. Mm. So once I did that, I said, okay, I have the knowledge of all the science. So I can understand that and I can apply it. Now, how do I make it into a program that my clients can use? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was the other question. So that took me some time. Yeah. I created a, I first started to create a 12 week. Um, it's called a habit uh, reshaping blueprint. It's a 12 week program that basically takes my clients through just the foundation. So we talk about the force, the four um, steps to building a habit, the tools to how to reshape the habit. But really, if you're thinking about long-term with this kind of program, it's not a quick fix. Yeah. We're getting deep. We're asking people like, I have a client who, you know, wants to, wants to lose weight, but have, has found out that they, they're drinking, they like to drink beer and they know that that's the, that's the one catalyst of their habits that seems to be tipping them from not losing the weight. Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't necessarily, they don't feel like they're, you know, alcoholics or they have to drink, but they enjoy drinking with their, with their friends, mm -hmm. right. With their mates. So what I do is we, we create, we start to create an awareness around the environment that they drink, who they typically drink with, how much they drink, how do they feel after they drink. And so it's a process. It takes that mm -hmm. one habit, just the awareness piece might take three to four months. Mm -hmm. Once they have that really clear idea, these are the, these are the mates that I drink with. This is how much I drink. This is what, this is how many I can have before I feel bad or I have a hangover. This is the negative side effects of it. Here's the positive. Once we get all that information, I'm not even telling them to change, but because they're getting all the information themselves, they're mm. saying, you know what? I, I really can have, I can have four in a time about eight hours with my friends and I feel fine the next, next day. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. How do you create this scenario where you can only have four in the next time that you're with your mates? Mm. Now they're creating the system. Now they're creating the solutions. And so it's more of, 
So once I started doing that, that's where my health sort of health coaching certification came in Mm. in health coaching. um, They talk a lot about motivational interviewing. Yeah. Uh, Motivational interviewing. I'm sure, you know, it's asking the questions. Break break, break it down for the listeners as well. Cause I know what it is, but maybe they, maybe they do. Yeah, sure. Sure. So basically motivational interviewing is you ask questions so that the client comes up with the answer. Mm. So you'll ask a question like, well, how does that, how does drinking uh, make you feel? Well, it makes me feel terrible the next day. Is there something that you want to change? Well, absolutely. Well, how would you, how would you go about making those changes? Well, you know what? I think I could probably, I'll just stop drinking at eight o'clock. That's going to be my time when I stop drinking when, you know, when I go out with my friends. Okay, great. Let's try that. So I'm encouraging them to apply the ideas that they have come up with. So again, it's more of, um, they describe it as more of a dance. You're not mm-hmm. leading, right? They oh, okay. lead. Yeah. You allow them to lead in the direction they want to go, but you encourage them to keep trying different options if the first one doesn't work, right? Mm, yeah. And we could we could probably do a podcast just on that motivational yeah. interviewing, you know? Yeah. But that is it's also- so powerful. If I would I would encourage every single trainer and coach to at least research motivational interviewing. It will not only will it help you with um coaching your clients, but it'll also help you with sales. Yeah. I was just going to mention that. Uh, (laughs) Any resources there, Janelle, you gave us some great resources for habits. Do you have any books or, or courses or anything that you could recommend for the trainers in terms of motivational interviewing or how did you, Um, you did did a full certification? Well, I did a certification through ACE. So, um, I did my health coaching certification through ACE and they are basically the whole concept of their coaching is, is through motivational interviewing. Yeah. Uh, but you can look, I mean, I would encourage everyone to just to look online for yeah. books and resources. Yeah. I actually found um, something on Amazon that is a, it's a motivational interviewing book, but it's basically taking you through it. So it oh, helps because it's like asks you the deep questions that you can start coming up with solutions. And I think every single trainer should be there. You have to be your first client. Yeah. Always. Right. Yeah. You have to practice what you preach. Yeah. And it's right? great. Even from a, a marketing side of things, I think it's great as well because it's something like uh, there's a big difference with kind of saying, hey, here's what you should do. If you're posting on Here's what you should do if you want to lose weight or change it. But it's a bit nicer to kind of say, hey, here's what I did. And it really helped me. Do you want to do the same? Hey, I got this pro, this course, this program, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I love that. Now, a couple of questions with with that. So you, and then I'm mean, guessing this is 100 percent online, right? All your stuff is yeah, it's 100 percent online. A, a dashboard, maybe some Zoom calls, that that yeah. kind of thing. awesome. Yeah. Is it hard to market selling such like a a long term hard thing yeah. where everyone everyone's kind of say, hey, do this 21 day diet or take this yeah. pill and sure, how do, you, how do you go with that? Uh, yes. The an- short answer is yes, it is hard to market. Yeah. Um, people still want quick fixes. Yeah. I mean, that's not, I don't think we can deny that people yeah. want results like now. Yeah. So really the way you market, and I think every single person knows this is you have to understand the pain that the client is going through. So mm-hmm. you're really talking to the people who have, who have lost and gained that same 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, five times, right? You're talking to them about a different concept. So instead of a challenge, a 
program, you're really focusing on this is going to allow you to find out why you're not, you haven't been yeah, successful in the past. That's so good. That why is really important. That's great. Yeah. Well, I think there's a, a couple of things there. I think it's a very different people you're probably targeting here, right? It's like if someone just needs to lose a few kilos, whatever, you know, they do the, the quick challenge, your market is probably more like, hey, you've tried all these things. You've tried this diet, you've tried keto, you've tried paleo, you've tried boot camp, you've tried here, you've tried to buy none of the you've you've spent all this time. And hey, why does everyone lose weight but but not you? Hey, do you want to find out why? Because I think that the why is such a big one. That's why also I think, you know, there's all these tests out here. Where are your genes from? You know, um, what what kind of genes do you make you do this? Everyone loves finding out the why. I think that's that's great. Um, yeah. All right, let's pivot a bit there, Janelle. And that's I think that's super inspirational. I think it's, it's great um, what you're doing there. Maybe if we can give some of the trainers listening some quick tips. Maybe they don't want to go and, you know, be full habit coach like, like sure. yourself, but they understand the the power of it. They want to be able to, to help their clients. You've given some kind of, um, I guess, general good things to look into and, and research. You've said go and research habits, atomic habits, um, micro habits. Um, another one you mentioned there, you said go out and, you know, uh, research, um, uh, you know, um, motivational interviewing and, and behavior change. What about some like, just kind of quick little ones. And I don't know if you if yeah. there are because everyone's obviously yeah. different, but if you're like, hey, you know, 90% of my clients, I do this and it helps or it, whatever, just some kind of quick, quick kind sure. of tips someone could take and implement immediately kind of thing. So I will give you, um, I'll give you two major tips that I think will definitely help. But to explain this, I'm going to give you kind of the habit loop so you understand gotcha. where these are coming from and they'll be yep. really powerful. So in, to create a habit, you need four things. You need a cue, you need a craving, the habit itself, the action, and then the reward. Okay. So you can think of the cue like a trigger. Okay. So anything that triggers you to have a craving for the reward. Okay. The, the trigger we is, can be environmental. So where you're at a lot of times. So like a gym, right? This is people go to a gym because the environment what else are you going to do? You're going to work out, yeah. right? Because yep. you're in that environment. Yeah. So one thing, so if you have a client to, let's say you're trying to help them lose weight. Yeah. Traditionally, a long time ago. Okay. Tell me what you're eating. Okay. Here's your diet plan. Mm. What you're doing is you're giving them this diet plan and saying, okay, follow this rule, follow these mm. rules. They're not adapting it. It's not their idea. They're just yeah. so if they don't, they're not creating any new routines or habits when it comes to eating. So instead of that, ask them, okay, what are you eating? And I always tell my clients be so specific and there's no judgment. Like I want, if you had, if you had a pint of ice cream last night at eight o'clock, tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So once you find out what their eating patterns are, then you can start asking them, Tell me what you're, where you're at, what time you're doing it and how you feel. Get that information so that you can help them understand the trigger to why they're doing that habit. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's going to be the first one. So have them understand the cue or the trigger. I'll, I'll, I'll give a a personal client because I'm, I'm trying to be my own first client here, you know, listen to you say that I'm saying like, I'll give an example that I can think of. So, um, 
Uh, me and my partner live separately at the moment. We both live in, in different places, like a 10-minute drive. Uh, I'll go over there, you know, three o'clock every day, whatever. Uh, and then I drive back to my place uh, about 8 p.m. And I'm usually like a little bit peckish. And I drive straight past a service station that I know has these great donuts and chocolates and and everything there. And at the moment, it's mainly willpower that stops me, right? Yeah. And that's okay because I'm pretty strong-willed, whatever. Um, but I can understand if somebody wasn't like that, how much just that – and there's probably a few different changes there. Hey, drive back a different way. Hey, have something before you, you leave. Hey, have something healthy when you get home. Like – uh, that that's that's kind of summar summarizing that there right yeah, yeah that's absolutely. great it's, and it's absolutely. like it's kind of like i could give my diet plan to someone you know hey here's my diet the trainer and you just says oh yeah just don't have those crispy creams at night yeah all well and good but how do i not have them you know right yeah and it's great. and here and here's the other thing too anytime somebody starts a program with you they're excited they're like, like yeah. i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna do all the things my trainer tells me to do and then they go on vacation yeah, or they get sick or yeah. whatever, then their routine has shifted. Yeah. And they, maybe they haven't seen you for a couple of days. They'll go right back to their yeah. own folder. hundred percent. So if you can actually give them tools to identify when they start to shift back to the old, old routines, old habits, then they're going to be more aware. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness right. is so crucial. Yeah. When it comes to yeah. That's great. Awesome. All right. Continue on. Okay. So this, the last one is the reward, right? So think about the reward as satisfying the craving. So mm -hmm. for instance, I'll go back to the pandemic because this is really where I felt the, this is how I really discovered habits. So when you're at a uncertain, uncer have a lot of uncertainty or fear, which the pandemic gave for everyone, mm -hmm. You want to get out of the, that state, right? So to get out of the state, the craving is I'm going to have a glass of wine because I just want a little, I want to chill out a little bit because I'm stressed. I just watched the news. Yep. So you pour yourself a glass of wine and your brain says that did it. Mm. That helped relax. Mm. The reward was to change your state. Mm. So what you need to do, if you have a client who has a habit that they need to change or reshape, you need to keep the same reward. The reward mm -hmm. is not going to change. The habit needs to change. So maybe instead of a glass of wine, I meditate for five minutes and take some deep breaths and just, I consciously change my state. Mm. Maybe it's walking your dog outside. Maybe it's calling your friend, whatever it might be. Maybe it's walking by the water. Mm. There's so many different options you can do to change your state that don't have negative side effects. So you need to figure out what that is, but you need to understand what the reward is, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of moms come to me and they're like, man, I put my kids to bed and then I get, I pop some popcorn or I warm up a cookie yeah. and I sit down because I don't got to share it with any kids, yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah. I can just enjoy a snack by myself. So I always ask them, what's the reward you're getting? What is it you're seeking? Because then I, I first asked them, are you hungry? And they're like, no, I just ate dinner an hour ago. Mm. Okay, so you're not hungry. So what do they want? They want comfort. Mm. They want they want to have that peaceful time. Mm. So a suggestion I give them is, why don't you have some some tea mm. and light a candle? Yeah. Right? Put some really soft, enjoyable music on just so that mm. you can 
find that relaxed state. And so again, we're giving them options to, because the reward is not going to change. They still need that. Mm. How do they do it without negatively affecting their health? Mm, That's great. And I think that is the million dollar question, in my opinion. And I feel because there's there's a couple of things there. I think that's a great example you've you've given. I'm thinking now from the male side of things, I f- and stereotypical, but whatever. It's just you know run with it. Doesn't have to be a male, but there's a lot of people that um, it's a similar situation. Maybe it's whatever guy, hard day work, you know, came home, totally. kids and and wife as well, whatever, um, and just wants to kind of chill. You know, wants to have a packet of of chips or whatever you call them over there in America and maybe a beer and maybe sit down and watch Netflix. Same kind of reason. I think it's still comfort, but I just feel it'll be harder for that bloke to have a tea and a candle, you know, Um, any kind of feedback there or tips. Absolutely. I have a client who is currently wants to decrease the amount of alcohol he's, he's drinking in a week. So he has a certain amount that he he has to stick with. So he found a great, um, alcohol-free beer. Yeah, that's great. And so he gets still gets that crisp, cold, right? But he doesn't have yep. the alcohol attached yep. to it. Yeah, You know, yep. instead of the bag of chips, and I don't think there's anything wrong with chips, but what mm-hmm. I do suggest is you want that little sensation of that crunch, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Yep. I, I, I say, find your little serving bowl. This mm-hmm. is yours. Every yep. time you want to have a snack, you you fill up your little serving bowl, so now you're now your serving size is controlled. Yeah. You still have the sensation. So we're just slowly tweaking the habit so it's a little healthier each time. Mm, what about I'll ask and and I'll ask one more on that, but also I, I completely understand as well the philosophy is it's for that person. It's not about oh. you saying, hey, if you do this, do this. It shouldn't be that. That your kind of model is basically right, you do this, what would you enjoy? And what I enjoy could be different to totally. you and someone else and someone else, totally. but just to kind of brainstorm ideas. Um, yeah. What about kind of that Netflix or even just on the phone? You know, I feel a lot of people these days are just like, no, nah, I just want to relax. Let me just get up my phone and watch Instagram reels or YouTube shorts and an hour or two is gone. I've just been watching them and it's not the healthiest or whatever. Any, what are your, what's your take I, there? I am so glad you asked that because that is, that's the one thing that I'm finding, not only for my clients, but for myself. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, that's that's we, also why I asked. We her, get, right? Yeah, we get yeah. lost in you know videos or whatever. Yeah. So what has really helped me, I'll share with everybody, is I I put my timer when I grab my phone, and as soon as I hit social media, so that's my trigger. Yeah. Social media, right. and then I put a timer on my phone. Yeah. For the amount of time that I want to give myself on there. Because yep. we're never going to stop doing it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. let's be honest, especially as us, if we're online and we're trainers, yeah. we're going to have those apps, yep. right? Yep. I mean, you could go as far as to have two phones and have one that you just do social media on and you sh- shut mm-hmm. it off at a certain time and never look at it. Yep. That's an option. Yeah. Um, But the other option is you put your timer on your phone 20 minutes. When mm-hmm. it goes off, you turn it off, right? That's right, yeah. You need to have an accountability partner preferably someone who lives with you who yeah. can ask you because they're going to see you on your phone. They'll be like, did you set your timer or has your timer gone off? You know, those, those kind of things. Cause everybody knows, I think everybody knows you can limit the time you have on apps. Like they'll give you a timer. I ignore that timer. Yeah. All the yeah, time. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm as guilty as anyone, but yeah. those are some tips. But I really will say, ask your ask yourself this question: What could I be doing that could further my career? Yeah, my health or my relationships at yeah. this time. Yeah. If you're waiting in the coffee shop for your coffee and it's 50, and it's ten minutes or whatever. Mm. Maybe that's when you get on your phone. Yeah. But if you have your loved one next to you and you're like, yeah. I could be building a better relationship with my family. Yeah. Right. I could be, I could be emailing clients. I could be checking in. I could, I could be calling that lead list that I got, whatever it might be. You ask yourself those questions. What can I be doing now that'll further my career, my relationships or my physical health? Mm-hmm. That's great. Love it. All right. Um, final question for you, Janelle. And this is just a curious one from my end. With what you do, is there any like accountability coaching in that? Or is that like a different, because I feel what you do is almost like a new job, right? You know, habit coaching, whatever. And I understand there's also people that are accountability coaches. I'm just wondering what the the crossover is in in your, are you like, no, I'm habit and here are some things that you can do to keep yourself accountable? Or are you also the accountable or what what does that kind of look like? I, I am the accountable. Um, I have different in, in the way I run my business is I have different tiers. So if you're doing the highest tier, you're getting, um, not only a once a week, 20 minute, 20 to 30 minute zoom check-in planning call, but we all, I also do a couple of check-ins via text, like, Hey, how's that mindset focus that we talked about or whatever it might be that we were going to focus on for that week. So they'll get, they'll get a couple of of check-ins with me, um, during the week. Now, if they're just doing the basic and maybe they're, it's more, they just need to, um, cultivate a more structured workout program. They won't get a whole lot of check-ins. The app will give me a notification that they got their workout in and I'll send them a little high five emoji and that's about it. Gotcha. And some of that, I guess it could even be automated as well. If you wanted to. Totally. totally. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, it, time is money. We all, we all know that. So the thing that I would tell every single coach is, you know, get paid for your time. I have made the mistake of, you know, I think every trainer has really right. We cut our prices down. We, or you charge for the hour, you charge for the hour, but then all that extra stuff, you know, you're kind of doing for free. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, Janelle, that was great. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are like, all right, this woman is awesome. I want to hire her for myself or I want to, you know, maybe pass my clients on if I know they're, they're struggling with their habits. Tell us a bit more or maybe just let us know where do we go to to follow you and learn more. Sure. Um, so my Instagram page um, is Janelle, my first name, the number four health. So Janelle for health. Um, I post um, a lot of I do a mind Monday mindset, which really is just the catalyst to how to reshape your, your thought process, um, which is really something that I'm really passionate about now than mm-hmm. that. I've kind of gotten into this realm. I'm realizing that the habits that we have, not just in action, but in thought and words are really, really powerful. So mm-hmm. that's for another podcast, but Um, so Janelle for health, my Instagram, um, I, my website is healthhabitcoaching.com. So if you want to check out my website, you can, but yeah, I would love to connect with any trainer who's interested in learning more about what I do. Um, the goal is within the next year to get a curriculum for trainers. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I really feel it's the missing link in our industry. I mean, 
right? I mean, we're so good at macronutrients. We're yeah. so good at science, the, you know, the kinesiology, exercise science, all the safety there, we've got it. But mm. to learn really how to, how do we help our clients with consistency and sustainability? I feel, and my take on that, I also feel it's kind of like um, a continuum or a spectrum. I feel if you're starting off in the industry, it's probably, I, I probably wouldn't go to behavior coaching straight away. Just train people, you know, just go and get really good at your exercise, speak to people, this oh. and that. And then I feel the next step from there is probably nutrition. Cause that's what, yeah. for me anyway, what I found is right. Totally. I just exercise, exercise. Oh man, I'm giving these people these great workouts, but they don't know what to eat or, you know, they're eating like crap or whatever. I got to get really good at nutrition. And then you do that. And then you're like, hold on. I can give these people a perfect meal plan. They're not following it. Now I need to I'm go to behavior. It. Yeah, exactly. And I feel it's it's kind of that. And I feel it's a journey where you you do one and you realize, do the other, you realize. And I feel, my opinion, anyway, you're a better um, habit coach or behavior coach if you've done the other two individually. Totally. What's what's your t- agree or? I would totally agree. I I would say um, my greatest training. I mean, obviously the education is so important, getting certified and understanding the science behind everything you do. It's so funny because, you know, we talk about, you know, anatomy and we talk about all these things, uh, the Krebs cycle, whatever it might be. And none of our clients will ever understand or care about any of that stuff, but it's so important that we know why we're doing it. Right. There's a reason behind what we're, what we're prescribing. Um, And I think the same thing when it comes to when you're talking about behavioral science, because it's a longer, I feel like as you're, when you first start off in the career, your workouts, your training, your nutrition, if you don't know that you can't teach the other, Yeah. right? Because you gotta, you gotta know what you're going to, you know, what habits are going to help them in the long run. So if, once you have that down, then you can start the more of the behavioral science. Yep, I love it. And I'll just add one more thing there as well, which I think is important. I think a lot of trainers do go that route and go from kind of like, you know, personal trainer or group fitness instructor and then the next thing this stage. Um, but I'd, I'd also say, if you listen to this, you don't have to do that. I still think there is a gr- like you're always going to need group fitness instructors. There's people that either don't need habit coaching or are getting habit coaching by, by yourself. But the habit that they need to fix is, is or whatever, what they need to do is go to a place that runs group fitness and actually do the stuff, you know, or go and see a personal yeah. trainer. So you don't have to do that. You can just be really good at that thing. And that's great and so important. Totally. And I would say this, do what you love to do. Yeah. Yeah. Do what you love to do. If you yeah. love training, stick with training. If you, yeah. I mean, I will never give up training because I love mm-hmm. it. Yep. You know, I just, you know, I, I saw a need and then I wanted to fulfill that need and that's just the direction that I, that my career took me. But, you know, if you're passionate about teaching yoga classes, yeah. heck, teach all the yoga classes you can, it's yeah. do what you love because when you're passionate about what you do, you know, people are going to be attracted to you and they're going to want to do it too. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me, Janelle. Is there anything I should have asked you, but forgot to, or anything you wanted to finish us off with? I don't think so. I think it was great. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll let you uh, get back to life. I think it's 5 p.m. over there in uh, in yep. Auburn, Washington. So uh, right. I'll let you clock off and enjoy your evening. Thank you so much for your time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. 
For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Well, check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.